Hi, everybody. My name is June 6th, and the MTMV Sports Song of the Week is my new song, Memoirs. You can find that song on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, YouTube, and everywhere else. God bless. Tyson is one of the most amazing sports fans that I know at his age. He follows the games, the players, and he has a great read on it all. He picks his own topics, and his takes are his genuine thoughts. Listen, as you listen to Tyson, I promise you, you're going to love Tyson, and you're going to love this podcast. This is Talking Sports with Tyson. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. Geek to be joined today um, by Tyson. This is another edition of the Talking Sports with Tyson podcast. I'm so happy to have Tyson back, man. Tyson's been a little bit away for the quarantine. I'm doing this thing a little bit. Tyson, how you been making it through quarantine, man? It's been rough. It's been rough? Yeah. <laughs> have you been able to, like, um, go play outside? Have you been able to go play basketball, play football, anything like that? Yeah, I'll go play. I'll go outside and play basketball. Cool, cool, cool. That's pretty much it? Yeah. Man, I understand, man. Look, this is a different type of summer, you know? It's a much different type of summer, man. Um, But even though, you know, action has been a little bit stunted, um, action in the NFL and action in the NBA has not – I mean, it's it's not the same. It's not like normal, but it has been kind of moving at a certain pace. And the NFL um, moves this offseason have been somewhat significant. So let's talk about them. You said you wanted to talk about um, – you wanted to highlight six teams in the NFL that you wanted to kind of go through their offseason moves, right? So yes. we're going to take about two minutes per team just to kind of look at and evaluate their offseason moves and, and just kind of get your opinion on those moves. Let's talk about – let's start off with the New Orleans Saints. And here's some of the things that they did over the course of um, the offseason. Um, they re-signed Drew Brees to a contract for two years, about $50 million, right? They re-signed Taysom Hill, gave him a big upgrade, like gave him a, a big pay, um, pay increase, um, a, 20 million, a $21 million dollar extension um, that includes a $16 million guarantee, could be worth up to $22 million for Taysom Hill, right? They signed Malcolm Jenkins, Ty Montgomery. Um, they re-signed Andres Pete, and they picked up Emmanuel Sanders. They also did one major move, but I'm going to save that for a second. So uh, one other move, I'm going to save that for a second. Talk to me about what you, the Saints offseason. I think it was good because they made, they didn't get what they wanted, but they got what they needed, if that makes sense. Okay. What do you think they wanted? I think they wanted – I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say a better receiver, but a younger receiver than mm. Emmanuel Sanders. Okay. Because his time is almost up in that in that game. So you said they didn't get what they wanted, but they got what they needed. So um, what do you what need does Emmanuel Sanders feel for them? He can take some of the pressure off of Mike Thomas because usually the game plan is, all right, guard this slant route from Mike Thomas or guard that intermediate <laughs> right that he does. But um, now it's more, all right, now it's a double threat, so we got to guard. Now we got to um, try to make a game plan for him. And – Emmanuel Sanders, and then Traquan Smith can surprise you sometimes with a deep ball. Same. So, are you? Do you like the Saints receiving core now? Like, do you think they have a? Do you think they've made improvements, like significant improvements from last year? Yes, because usually it's just Michael Thomas trying to carry all the load on his back. Mm. 
Okay. So let's talk about Taysom Hill. You you have Taysom Hill here now. Taysom Hill is getting, you know, he's getting paid, but they also went out and got Jameis Winston. Who do you think takes that backup quarterback role? I think Taysom Hill stays in his role. And I think – and I the thing – the reason I think that this is not Jameis Winston, I think they already had a talk with Drew, and I feel like Drew could have, like, said something like, oh, I might retire. And then – so they're like, all right, so we can pick up J- Jameis Winston. And not only that, so he can get better as a quarterback. Okay. So he can learn. Do you think Jameis Winston takes that Teddy Bridgewater role where he's the second quarterback that they go to in a clutch? Or do you think if Drew Brees goes down, they take – so Taysom Hill becomes the starting quarterback? I think he's a Teddy Bridgewater because even though he had a lot of picks last year, he even said it. He said, I'm going to take a year off and be a student. And I think that's what he needs to do. And I think Drew Brees is a great, great, is a great example for him. So you think Drew Brees is a great teacher there? Yes. Okay. How do you feel about getting Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins? That'll help that because we lost Vaughn Bill. Yeah. So that'll help that um defensive that um back because they because the corners get burnt. So with Malcolm Jenkins there, you know, we could stop that a little bit. Maybe come over the top sometimes. Try to stop it. Upgrade or downgrade from Von Bell with Malcolm Jenkins. I think it's a great due to the fact that he's already played with the Saints and he kind of like knows the system and he's a vet. So he kind of like, you know, knows. So you feel like that's an upgrade? Yeah, that's an an upgrade, but it's a very small upgrade. Mm. You think it's a small upgrade? Because it's a vet, so he could probably – if Von Bell was still there and they saw Malcolm Jenkins, it would probably – it would probably be better for Vaughn Bell so to learn just like James Winston. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Now, we mentioned Teddy Bridgewater a little bit, um, so let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have made these moves, okay? They picked up Robbie Anderson, Eli Apple. Um, they picked up Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is their new guy. Um, they also picked up Seth Roberts, uh, P.J. Walker, who signed from the XFL, and um, Tahir Whitehead. So. Looking at them picking up Robbie Anderson, Eli Apple, who we know, and Teddy Bridgewater, what do you think that what do you think about the Carolina Panthers offseason? Their offseason was good because they picked up Teddy Bridgewater with a pick up huge debt from what they lost from Cam Newton. And then not only that, but they got Robbie Anderson to match D so they could have two deep threats mm. and with DJ Moore. So yeah, him, DJ Moore. Now you got Christian McCaffrey coming out of backfield. Do you? And he can catch the ball off the backfield too. He absolutely can. Do you feel like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this Carolina Panthers team will be able to contend for an NFC South title? It depends on how their defense holds up. Because hmm. I wouldn't say it's all on Eli Apple, but we've seen in the past how he can kind of get burnt. Or you know, just get bodied sometimes. So I will. I'm. So I want to see what the defense, not even the D line, but that back set does. So they focused on defense in in the draft, right? Picking up Derrick yeah. Brown. Um, they they really focused on defense in the draft. Do you think they did enough this off season? Like, do you think they did enough to at least be, let's say, I don't know, third or second in the division? 
I think they'll be second in the division. Really? Yes. Over we... the over the temple over the Bucks. Over the Bucks. Over the Bucks? Because you got to think, you're there's I'm Tom Brady isn't in his prime. And you gotta think Gronk hasn't had a healthy season in like a few years. So but still there's Mike Evans, right? Like Chris Godwin. Yeah, they have Chris Godwin's Mike Mike Evans. They have OJ Howard. So Gronk doesn't have to be like the end all be all. So I mean, I don't know. You know, I nobody knows. I how think to it's gonna be a battle for that second place. Really? Yeah. All right, since we're leaving this division, who do you think wins the division? I feel like it'll be up to the these three teams. I okay. feel like actually I feel like the Saints will probably pull out mm. come first. They'll I think they'll pull out like the last game of the season. Okay. I think it'll be that close. So you think the Saints pull pull out the last game of the season? Yeah, I think they'll probably get a wild card spot. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go to another team. We got to talk about this um, because things have changed a bunch, right? This team has picked up Joe Burrow. Um, they've also picked up a few guys, Von Bell, who we mentioned earlier, yeah. right? Um, DJ uh, Reader, um, Trey Waynes. He's coming over from the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Mackenzie Alexander. They spent a lot of money in their defensive backfield. Plus, they put the franchise tag on AJ Green. Talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, right? And who, they also picked up T. Higgins from Clemson. So you're yep. looking, you're looking at this squad now, the Cincinnati Bengals team. How much do you think they'll improve from last season? They'll improve. I I give them third, maybe second. Really? Depending on depending on how that receiving core is with T. Higgins and AJ Green. What about John because Ross? We know, you think we get something from John Ross this year? I feel like actually, oh, I forgot about it. then it'll be a triple threat because John Ross can beat you downfield any any time. Yeah. And then you could probably and then they could have AJ Green running his immediate routes, and then you could have um, T. Higgins just running the post straight up. So then there's going to be a lot to cover. And we know what Joe Burrow can do. Do we know what Joe Burrow can do at the NFL level? Do we expect Joe Burrow to come straight from college, straight into the NFL, and have that same impact that he had in college? I won't say he won't. I, don't, I won't say he'll dominate like he will in college, but he'll certainly make a big impact. Awesome. What do you think about Joe Mixon? I feel like, that, I feel like he can be a top five back if his offensive line can hold up. Because as you can see, when his offensive line hold up, he has pretty good games. He but when does. they don't hold up, then he then he's he's a little like he's not exactly what he was. Um, I thought he had a pretty good season last year. I thought at the end of the day, Joe. Yeah, last year was probably his best season so far. Yeah, he he was the one bright spot um, on a team that didn't have a lot of bright spots, and so I kind of felt I felt good about Joe Mixon. Um, do you play fantasy football at all? Uh-uh. My oh, mom we got sometimes. We, we got to get you in there, Tyson. Man, you got to play this year, um, because Ty, as you look at all the players, right, their stats really matter. How they perform really matters. And for you, I want to see where how much faith do you really have in Joe Mixon? Like, do you would he be like one of your top backs, or would he be like one of one of those um, picks that you pick later on in the draft? Aaron Jones would be my top back. Really. He goes out and puts out big numbers. You think he's going to have a good year this year? Mm-hmm. He had one last year. 
Oh, we're gonna talk. Okay, we'll we'll talk. We're gonna we gotta talk more about that. Let's move on to the Patriots, man. You brought up the Patriots. Um, you, you wanted to highlight this team, and and honestly, um, I struggle with the Patriots, man. I don't know what they're gonna do this year. Um, they definitely have Julian Edelman there. They went out and signed Marquise Lee, um, to their team, and people forget that he's even on the team, right? Yeah. Um, they have still have Nikhil Harry, Demir Bird. They also signed um Devin McCourty. <laughs> Nevin McCourty, they signed Adrian Phillips, um, Joe Tooney, um, and the biggest signing, uh, Joe Tooney, I'm sorry. And the biggest signing there is one Cam Newton at the quarterback spot. Let's start there with the headline. Do you think Cam Newton wins this starting job? Um, Jared Stidham. If you see what he's done in the past, he can, he can beat you on his legs too. You can't forget, and Cam can too. Cam, both of them can beat you on their legs, and they can get you with their arms too. So you feel like you feel like Stidham is real competition for Cam Newton. Yeah, because if Cam's been working, but has he really played a real game? And I guess Stidham has been a backup for some time now, but you haven't seen Cam play in a while, even though he's in good shape and all. I mean. We don't know what we could expect. We could expect a Cam Newton that can come out and do what he did when they went to the Super Bowl. Or we can just expect one that just tries to get a call all the time instead of trying to tough it out. Mm. Mm. Do you feel like they have the receiving core to compete in their division? I feel like their receiving core is underrated. You think it's underrated or you think they just – like you think they're underrated. You don't think they're stuck. You think they're underrated. I mean, it's a pretty good receiving core if you look at it. If you don't look at so-called how popular they are and look at yeah. the numbers, look at their numbers, the receiving core isn't bad from the numbers. Okay, okay. Because, you know, you just don't go to the champion or not not even the championship. You just don't go to the playoffs. Your receiving core and your running game has to be good. Question about their running game. Do you feel like they have enough there? I feel like if they could have, if the Saints wouldn't have picked, it, picked him up, I should feel like they should have got Ty Montgomery. Really? Yes. Ty Montgomery would have been a good fit there, but I feel like they already have a Ty Montgomery in James White. So James White kind of adds that versatility out of the backfield. He's not full versatile. Well, he's not able to play that wide receiver role, right? And they have Sony Michelle. They do have Sony Michelle. So I'm, I'm wondering – um, do you think having a do you think having a Ty Montgomery for them would have been like too much of the same thing? No, because I feel like because like you said, James White isn't most of re, most of a receiving back. He's more of the power back that'll just hit the hole and go for you. But if they no no, I'm if, saying I'm saying James White is a receiving back, right? James White is a great receiving back, but he's not a full wide receiver like yeah. um, Ty Montgomery is. That's what I'm saying. So like, I mean. You could – this how I think – this how I think if they picked him up, I think this is how they would do. They'll bring Sonny Michelle in for, you know, the first few downs. Okay. And they'll try to add Ty Montgomery in. But if it's like – let's say third and three, they'll probably bring um, James White in the game to get the first down. Mm. Or if they're at the goal line, you know, get him to jump across or something like that. Let's talk for a second, man. Do you think – now that they have, I mean, you said Stidham will probably who who wins the starting job? Do you think um, Stidham wins it over Cam Newton? I say Newton. Newton, okay, cool. If Newton is the starting quarterback, 
Are the New England Patriots Super Bowl ready? I don't. I wouldn't say they're Super Bowl ready. I say they're playoff ready. Okay. But I wouldn't say okay. Super Bowl ready. I feel like they need to take the next step and try to. And I feel like didn't they lose Kyle Van Noy? Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah, he went to the Lions, I believe. So you think with that they need that- to focus? They, yeah, and like they need to try to work. Not even a trade. Try to go if they don't make it this year. Try to go in the draft and get them another defensive lineman. Okay. Okay. So let's talk. All right. We we have, um, and you know their 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 draft already happened. They went after a lot of tight ends for the Patriots. They went after a lot of tight ends. Um, almost ungodly, but they they did go after some tight ends. And we didn't even talk about the Saints and their draft picks. Um, and them picking up um Adam Troutman. So we can get to that later. But um. Let's talk about the coach. You wanted to highlight the Indianapolis coach. Um, here's what they've done over the offseason. They picked up DeForest Buckner. They did in a big trade, right? Um, they traded a first-round draft pick, the 13th overall pick uh, for DeForest Buckner. Um, they also went out and got tight end Trey Burton. Um, they got Xavier Rhodes, cornerback from Minnesota. And then the big signing of the offseason was a one-year deal worth $25 million to Phillip Rivers. With that being the case, looking at their team from last year, um, do you think the coach made big improvements this offseason? Yes, because if you think about it, their defense wasn't that bad last year. So adding on DeForest Buckner, that'll be good. Because as you saw what he did with the 49ers, he was really pushing up on that D-line and penetrating yeah. to make the quarterback get out the pocket. Yeah, he was an absolute monster. He was an absolute monster. Do you think Phillip Rivers is an upgrade for them at the quarterback position? Yes. Okay. How do I you feel th- like he can beat you with his arm and sometimes his legs. How do you think that affects um, T.Y. Hilton and his production? I feel like it won't, it won't affect it. I feel like it'll just make it better. Because as you know, he's a deep ball threat. Yeah. So, so you, think, f- you think it impacts him in a positive way? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, what they do in the draft, if you look at the Colts um, in the draft, who'd they pick up? It was a running back they picked up in the draft. Who'd they pick up in the draft? Mm. Let's see. Um, they picked up the running back, I think, from Wisconsin. Um, Jonathan Taylor. They picked yes. up Jonathan Taylor. Now, with them having Jonathan Taylor, um, I wonder how that impacts their running back situation now. Do you believe – okay, do you believe Jonathan Taylor can come in and be that guy? I won't say be the guy, but he'll be a, a good pickup um, pick for them because he's a good elusive back. And I think he's a little bit of both. You know, he could pick up and hit the hole for you sometimes, for you sometimes but then he'll probably swing out and catch a pass for you and make a move and get to the first down marker. I like him. I like him a lot as a hard-nosed running back. I think he's one of those guys who, um, I mean, he, he had ungodly numbers in college, man. He had phenomenal yeah. numbers in college. And so as you look at a guy like him, if he can touch the ball and really be their guy, um, I like that. But I also think they have a pretty good running back already. So I don't know how they split those carries. All right, let's look at the last team that you wanted to highlight here. 
which is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, now, for those people, here's what they did in the offseason. I like their offseason so far. They picked up Philip Dorsett. You remember Philip Dorsett? Yes. Wide receiver with um, the um, New England Patriots, Patriots, right? Patriots, yeah. They pick up um, – so Hollister, they give – they put a second-round tender on Hollister. Hollister did pretty well at the tight end position for them. They signed Carlos Hyde, which I think is like a poor, poor man's version of, of Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he feels like him to me. Um, they they were expected to sign Bruce Irvin. I think he went back there. Um, they did pick up Greg Olson, so they realized their need at the tight end position. Greg yes. Olson is their guy, right? Um, and then just recently, they made a big trade. Let's talk about that trade for a second. So their trade, this was their overall trade. They traded for big time safety Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. The New York Jets get the 2021 and 2022 first-round picks, and they also get a 2021 third-round pick along with safety Bradley McDougal. So that's what the Jets get. What the Seahawks get is safety Jamal Adams and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Let's talk about – let's start there first. Do you think – do you think the Seahawks gave up too much to pick up a guy like Jamal Adams? No, because I don't feel like they took too much because I feel like Jamal Adams cover, uh, covers all of that, what they gave me. Because their defense is already stat. I'm not even going to hold you. Their defense is already stat. So now you bring a guy like Jamal Adams. Because if you watch some of their uh, highlights, they're, that back end of that defense is trying to get them burnt. So now you got Jamal Adams that can come over the top. And then, you know, I think – but I think they're Super Bowl ready. I'm calling it Seattle and the Saints NFC Championship. Really? Yes. Okay. Now, there's one guy still out there, bro. And this guy could actually, you know, toss things one way or another. And he's actually deciding between a a few different teams. He's deciding between the Cowboys. He's thinking about the Saints. He's also thinking about the Seahawks. Talking about Clowney. Davion Clowney. He's out there, bro. For one, where do you think he goes? I think he'll go so after the money. And, you know, with um Jerry, you know, he'll put the money out there. Jerry Jones will put the money out there. Jerry puts the money out there, man. Last year, last year there was a guy on the line for the Saints and the Cowboys. And, um, and the Saints just couldn't grab him. It was a defensive end. The Saints just couldn't grab him. And it was really because of Jerry. When he puts the money out there, man, he really puts the money out there. And so if you have a situation where – hold on. I'll tell you exactly who it was. I don't want to leave you out there. Robert Quinn. Remember last Robert year? Robert Quinn. Yeah, remember last Comes year? Comes off the edge fast. Mm-hmm. Remember last year, Robert Quinn. And Robert Quinn gave – they when they played the Saints. Saints, he gave the, them a battle. Gave, yes, yes, yes. He gave them problems. Robert Quinn um, was out there last year. It was between the Cowboys and the Saints. He came to visit the Saints. He went to visit the Cowboys. When the money was when, – when it was put on the line, he chose the Cowboys over the Saints and then gave the Saints fits, right? Yes. He's now in Chicago. Hmm. Bruh. That Chicago defense is something scary. Bruh. 
That Chicago defense is on something different, right? That's like back in the day. They also picked up, yo, Chicago's kind of scary. Chicago's not scary because they don't have a good quarterback, right? If they had but, a good quarterback, they would be like Brian Urlacher. They like they would be scary, bro. Like they would be really scary. You look in there, the middle of their defensive line, that's scary. You look on the outside, right? You got Khalil Mack, you got Robert Quinn on one side, right? Um, their linebacking core is pretty good. Um, they even picked up Danny Trevathan um in the offseason. Well, they re-signed Danny Trevathan. Um, that's a big deal. On offense, they just can't get it together, man. They just they just Not can't at all. So you don't fully fear them, right? But I wouldn't fear them on offense, but on defense. Yeah, your offense should be scared. That's all I'm gonna say. Your offense should be scared. So with those Seahawks, you're calling it, bro. You're you're saying the Seahawks are Super Bowl ready. They're Super Bowl contenders right now. I feel like they were missing that one piece, but I think they got it in Jamal Adams. Wow. Okay, question though. So you think we're going to see a return of the Legion of Boom? I wouldn't say a full return because, you know, Richard. Okay. But I think but I think it's getting there. Okay, okay. So you think it's getting there. I love it. All right, cool. Let's hop from the NFL to the NBA. There's a lot of stuff going on with the NBA right now. They're back, right? Um, so stuff is happening there. You get get a chance to see. Um, we're not seeing Zion Williamson yet, which I'm upset about. But we are, but we are seeing some other players. We're seeing, um, you know, people come back and do their thing. You get a chance to see the Houston Rockets. Um, Russell Westbrook is back, right? Um, so you get a chance to kind of see this whole um, bubble start to really open up a little bit. Nobody tested positive before. Um, I think Paul George left the bubble for a second. Was that Paul? Yeah. Left the bubble. No, that was Lou Williams. Lou, it was Lou. It was Lou. Lou Williams left the bubble for a second. He wanted to go um, see some stuff. And so um, now he's out of the bubble for 10 days. We'll see how that goes for him, right? Now we have inside the bubble, though, there is basketball going on. You've actually watched one of these basketball games so far. When watching the basketball game, do you really feel the difference between the bubble games and the um, and the NBA games before the bubble? The only uh difference that I feel and see is the crowd. I think that's everybody's. Is it a is it a big difference though? Do you feel it when you're watching the games? Yes, because like I was saying before, you because like if the Rockets are trying to rally back against the Lakers, you know, James Harden hits a three, you don't have the crowd. Let's go Rockets. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quiet. So then you know you it's more of we gotta lift ourselves as a team. Mm. because we don't have the crowd on our backs cheering us so that home field advantage is gone now it's just you yeah it's just you and the other five people on that other team (laughs) yo so they test your self-motivation here i like that man and so okay talk to me about this we're in a bubble now things have changed that home field advantage isn't really there it's really about your talent do you have the talent or do you not have the talent? That may change some people's NBA predictions, right? Let's see if it affected yours. Who do you think comes out of this bubble as the champion? I don't know. I, Denver's been putting on in these scrimmages. Denver? You think Denver's going to come out as a champion? I don't think they'll come out as a champion, but they'll give somebody some problems because Bobo has been... Are you getting caught up in the Bobo hype? Oh, my God. You getting caught up in the Bobo hype, man? Are you doing that? 
I'm not getting caught up, but I've been Is watching that happening them. to you? I, I, it's not, I don't know. I've been watching them games. Bet. He's okay. been showing out, but I think it'll be the Lakers and this and the Bucks. Bucks or 76ers. Okay. okay. I feel like it for the Bucks 76ers, it'll come down to who's because who's big man can come down because for the for the um Bucks, their big man is of course Giannis. So now I feel like who's gonna come into the paint with battle? Is it gonna be Joel and B coming to paint with coming to battle with them in the paint? Is it gonna be Ben Simmons? Because Ben Simmons has been taking threes lately now. So he wait wait wait. There's a difference between taking threes and making threes. If he's been making threes lately, nah. <laughs> he's been getting more confident with it though. Okay okay. So he's been pulling up. Yeah, but <laughs> he still needs help with it. But I feel like whoever can battle with Giannis in the paint, I feel like that's who will go on the face. And the reason I think the Lakers will, will go is because at first, you know, the Clippers, um, Lou Williams is, ten, is leaving for 10 days. Montrezl Harrell isn't there. Now, right now, the games don't count, right? They, yeah, they games just, don't count right now. Yeah, they're just exhibition games, and with 10 days, I think he'll, he'll still be – let me see. No, because it'll, it'll eat into the real season. The real season starts on the 31st, so it'll eat into the real season a little bit, right? Um, so, yeah, he, he will be missing. And then time. he has to come back and try to get into the feel of the game again. Right. Patrick Beverly being gone, though. I heard Patrick Beverly was missing. Yeah, he's gone. How big so, of an impact is that? That's a big impact because when they, when they face the Lakers – Who's going to be – because, you know, Patrick Beverly is a gnat that you can't get away from. All when in you the think bronze grill. When you think you can score, out of nowhere. <laughs> it's Pat Bev, man. So, okay. Now, Zion's not in the bubble. Not at all. But when he comes back to the bubble, is there a chance, like, he takes over? I wouldn't say he takes over due to the fact that Lonzo – I'm not saying Lonzo is bad, but he's still getting better. Mm-hmm. Brandon Ingram's still getting better. I feel like the whole team is still getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're at that point yet. I feel like it's the same thing with the Seahawks. I think they just need that one piece to pull it all together. Is, is Zion that piece? I don't think you can say Zion's a piece. Because I'm not saying he can't shoot. But, I mean, you just can't drive to the paint all day, you know. Sometimes, you know, you got to just try to let it fly sometimes. Now, you remember when Zion first came in his first game, he hit four threes in a row. Four threes in a row. So he could pull up. He can. I'm not saying he can. He can. But it's the it's in the moment. You know, because, like, like LeBron, when he was with the Cavs, you know, he's pulling up getting buzzer beaters. Mm. You know, can he – Come if can it's a game that down at the buzzer. Can you just pass to him and you know depend on his shot, mm. or do you have to try to depend on somebody like Drew Holiday shot or Lonzo? Bad, bad. Okay, okay, okay. So you're saying that he's not that guy yet until we know for a fact that in the clutch moments I can depend on you. Yeah. Because even the same, like even though sometimes LeBron will dish the ball, if LeBron, you can have faith when LeBron shoots, but with Zion, we don't know if he can just you know 
like LeBron just look at the ball. Oh. <laughs> I hate that move. That's really, really <laughs> that look down like Yeah, you literally and then you just shoot up. That's the weakest move I've seen in the NBA. They can't stop it. That don't make no sense. Yo, if if I see him look down, I'm probably just I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm probably I'm, gonna fa- I'm just gonna foul him. You gonna foul him as soon as he look down? I'm not gonna get embarrassed and get and he's gonna green just get a three in my face. You gonna fall out of the game, man. That man looks down <laughs> way too much. <laughs> Yo, let's talk about um this last thing, bro. So give me you said you told me who you think coming out of the out of the east and the west. Give me that again. Who's coming out of the east again? Um the Bucks. Okay, the Bucks are coming out of the the East with Giannis, right? So you don't believe in the Celtics at all. I feel like the Celtics they don't have enough bodies because mm. I feel Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker they they, they go out and show out even Jalen Brown go out and show out every night, but do they have enough body enough bodies? Because even though Giannis and team do you mean enough bodies or enough big bodies? Big bodies, yeah, big that, bodies to okay. get body up Giannis. And then, you know, because Chris Middleton, you know, Giannis can just dish the ball out. Mm. And so it's a story. I mean, you don't know what they could do. One night they can come out firing threes. And the next night, you know, Giannis could just go out and rim run the whole game. Mm. So you think they're, you think the Celtics are a little bit, are, are too far away body-wise. Like they're, they're too, they're, they're yeah. not big enough yet. Right. If Giannis, if Giannis was like, if Giannis was like a, Giannis was like a guard, they can take, they could take him. But they don't have enough big bodies. You think Giannis yeah. is too big? You think they'll suffer yeah. the same fate they suffered when LeBron was over there terrorizing? Yeah, everybody. yeah, wow. because like, how do I wouldn't get in the paint with Giannis? Mm. Okay, okay. So we got Giannis at that point, right? Um, Giannis is taking over in the East. You believe, right? In the West, you think the Lakers come out of the West? Yes, and the reason why is because J.R. Smith, he's been improving from the these bo- even though these bubble games don't count from what I've been seeing, he's been doing good. And then Deion Waiters. Deion you know, Waiters is good. Yes. He's a good because, player. Yeah, even, like I said, even though these are scrimmages, they're showing out. Mm. And even Kuzma's showing some of his range. Kuzma is doing okay, man. Um, at one point, I really thought Kuzma was better. Um, I lost like... faith. At one point, I lost faith in Kuzma. Really? Like, oh, yes. I almost lost faith in Kuzma too. But at one point, I really believed in him, yo. What's the What's the guy's name? We were just talking about him from the Celtics, man. Their Their leading scorer, Jason Tatum. I thought at some Jason point Tatum. Kuzma was better or on par with Tatum. And now I know that's not even the case. Um, Kuzma's nowhere near Tatum, right? Kuzma's more of a facilitator. Because, you know, you can get – because what I've been seeing from – even before we the NBA left, I could see him starting to get more consistent. He can, you know, scoring night in and night out. And he's been, been doing that in a bubble. Mm. So, Kuzma, I like. I like where I see Kuzma going. Um, I like where I see this Laker team going. Now, let's get this final prediction. You see the Lakers. We got the Lakers versus the Bucks in the finals. If that's the case – then give me the number. It's a seven-game series. Give me the number. Who walks away? Lakers win 4-3. 4-3. The reason that is is because I think that the Lakers aren't shorthanded on bodies, 
but can the bodies handle Giannis? Because, you know, they got Dwight Howard, AD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, LeBron is sticking there with Giannis, too. So it's like, would they have enough big bodies, but can the big bodies handle Giannis? Yo, last question. We saw Giannis last year. Giannis had almost a clear track, right? He was supposed to, he was supposed to walk through. Yeah, he was supposed to walk through everybody, and then he ran into Kawhi, and he ran into that defense, and then we saw Giannis fold. We didn't we didn't see him actually, you know, power up and get past that. I wouldn't he ready say now. He, I wouldn't say he folded. I would say it was just Kawhi being Kawhi being the type of defensive players he is alone. I think that's what it was because they they don't call him the claw for no reason now. <laughs> so okay, so this year, do you think he gets past it? Do you think he's able to get past it? Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen a big improvement in Giannis's game, and I feel like he'll keep him coming and, you know, be the player that we thought he was going to be last year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's going to be that player. I feel like I wouldn't say he's going to run through it, but I feel like he'll get through through the um all that. Whatever's going on. <laughs> I love it, man. Tyson, thank you so much for, for joining us today, man. Well, actually, no, we're joining you. This is your show. My bad. Yeah. So we're happy to be joining you, Tyson, on your show, <laughs> Talking Sports with Tyson, bro. Do you have any final words for the people before you, you head out? Just stay tuned because we're going to be coming out with a lot more of these podcasts. So stay tuned. I love it. All right, y'all. Y'all got it from Tyson, man. That's the word. We'll talk to y'all later. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for Talking Sports with Tyson. If you enjoyed that show, then what I want you to do now is hit that subscribe button so you can get a notification every single time another episode of Talking Sports with Tyson drops. You can also check us out at www.mtmvpn.com for all of our shows and all the new episodes. We thank you so much for joining us. Please tell a friend about us. And follow us on all our social media platforms at MTNV Sports. Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a great day.